Hi, I'm Courtney Ross, and welcome to As Is, the story of my transformation from a life of depression and anxiety to one of hope and joy that I never imagined possible. And it's my hope that by me sharing my story with you, that you too will have the hope you need and to see and believe that you matter and have worth exactly as is. Hi there and welcome back. In episode two, you heard me share about my desperate need to be broken. I was such a mess. I could not stand myself. I didn't have any confidence in myself, let alone trust myself to make even the most basic of decisions. I also realized that after years of being who I perceived others had wanted me to be and doing what they had wanted me to do, that I had lost any sense of self. I had no opinions that were my own, no sense of personal style, and I really had no idea what I liked or even enjoyed doing. I was lost. And as a result, I was a very needy person. I was always needing others to guide me in every decision, giving me their advice and desperate for their approval. I was just such a mess. And trust was another issue. I didn't have anyone in my life that I trusted enough to share what was going on inside of me. Yet, I trusted everyone else knew how to do life far better than I did. I felt like an idiot that was in need of all the help I could get. So as I continued to live in the cycle of shame and numbing myself to life, God was at work. Before I was completely broken, it was like God had given me little gifts of hope to spur me on from some of the most unexpected places. After living numb for so long, I eventually became so physically exhausted. And after going to a few doctors over the span of about a decade, I didn't get any answers except that my weight gain was most likely contributing to my sluggish feeling. Now this just added to my feelings of inadequacy. It was another way I screwed my life up. So desperate, not feeling well, physically, emotionally, mentally. Someone recommended a doctor to me that they loved. They shared how they felt heard and respected and that this doctor didn't talk down to them, but talked to them like a mutually respecting equal. So I went and while we were discussing my health issues and concerns, she said something so simple, but it caused my brain to come to a screeching halt. She said something along the lines of, I believe that we know ourselves and have intuition, and I trust that you know what is going on within yourself. Basically something along those lines. And she wanted me to share with her what I believed was going on. First, I was like, obviously she doesn't know me because if she did, she would not be saying that. But at the same time, the medical profession was one that I was always raised to trust while at the same time recognizing that they too are human. So in my mind, here is someone in a position I trusted telling me that she trusted my insight as to what was going on. It baffled me. But God used that simple statement she spoke to shake things up within me. It was horrible because I had no idea who I was, let alone what the heck was going on. But the fact that somebody was going to give value to my thoughts and belief gave me pause. It was huge. 
and it was the catalyst for me to gain the courage to explore my worth and value. And that's how God works. He uses unsuspecting people and situations. God used a judge to speak life-giving words to a friend of mine that had made some mistakes in her life. And it's often those small things that we feel led to do or say to someone that is so perfectly timed and helps them beyond what we could have ever imagined. And you never know who God is going to use in your life and when God is using you in someone else's life. It's amazing. Sometime after this experience, I ended up getting a divorce. And shortly after that, I sought out counseling with a Christian counselor. Having major trust issues and feeling such embarrassment for not being able to figure out how to do life, I did not talk in my session. I didn't know what I was supposed to say. What's the right way to do therapy? Because I had a list of everything I wished I could say, but was also so afraid that she would have had me locked up had she known what a mess I really was. So session after session, we sat in silence. There'd be some small talk, but not much. And this was such a waste of time, and I knew it. I was wasting her time, and I was barely paying her. I gave what I could, but then it got to a point that I didn't even have anything to give, and yet she still continued to see me. I was so frustrated I didn't get it. Time and money are such precious resources, and she was giving me her time and for no money, while all I was doing was sitting in silence. I wanted to talk, to pour out everything, but at the same time, I just had so much fear and shame and pain, not to mention the guilt now that I was wasting her time. That was causing me even more anxiety, but I was desperate. And eventually it paid off because I decided to take a chance and trust. While going through all of this, I hit rock bottom. The school I worked at was downsizing, which led to me losing my job. Then, unable to find consistent employment, I had to sell my possessions just to put food on the table for me and my kids. I had a vehicle that needed repairs beyond what I could afford, so I had no means of transportation and ended up essentially losing my house. Since we had no place of our own to go, I just put all of our possessions out to the curb. And the kids and I had to quickly realize what possessions were literally necessary for life. And that was all we kept. My kids and I then moved into the living room of my mom's one-bedroom apartment. For about four years, I was unable to secure stable employment. We were able to rent a house, but that was about it. It was like I couldn't catch a break. I was buffeted by life, and I was exhausted. After seeing myself as a worthless loser for the majority of my life, all of these circumstances I was experiencing only reinforced those beliefs. I was battle-weary. It took everything I had just to get out of bed. And in the midst of all of this, I had people in my life tell me everything I should be doing. I couldn't take it. <laughs> it was like, listen, I know I'm a failure and I can't do this. What more proof do you need? It's like, look around, folks. But in an attempt to protect my fragile mental state, I had to let some people out of my life and they let me fade from theirs. And it was so necessary but still it hurt. And to say I cried is an understatement. I did one of those collapse in a heap, sobbing until the muscles of my face hurt. The muscles of my chest were so sore from releasing the deep heaviness that I held within for so long. 
It was a full out snotty, ugly cry face down in the carpet. And I just let it all out. I cried out to God in a way that I hadn't done for a very long time. And I was honest with him about how angry, hurt, and disappointed I was, not only in myself, but with him. God is love? How did anything I was experiencing show me your love, Lord? It was like I was just so raw. I was in so much pain. I was desperate. I couldn't do it. And that's what I had to express to him. And during this time, God put someone in my life that invited me to join a Bible study. And this Bible study was unique because it had an emphasis on healing of emotional wounds that we've experienced throughout life. We identified the lies we believed about ourselves, identified the root of that belief, and then we had to identify the truth of who God says we are. And sure, we could all find what God says about our worth and value, but choosing to believe it, that was an entirely different story. And it was interesting because my counselor was at the same time challenging me to see and believe differently about myself. And that's quite often how God works. It's like you'll hear things over and over within the same time span. It's like reinforcing what he's trying to get us to see or understand or believe. But anyways, so here it is, this Bible study, my counselor challenging me to believe different. And I remember telling her that I was afraid to believe it. Because what if I decided to believe that I had worth and I found out I was wrong? And that was my honest headspace. That was where I was. And what hurts is that I was not the only one who believed that and had the same fear. In that Bible study, there were so many people who felt that to varying degrees. But what did start to change was how I saw things. We were constantly praying for each other and with each other and from the depths of our soul. It was painful and it was beautiful. And one of the prayers I remember coming out of various people was, Lord, open our eyes to see how you see, to see with the eyes of love, to see the good that you are doing in my life. And it began. I saw that there were people in my life that could see some redeemable quality about me. I'll start with my counselor. She gave so selflessly of her time. And for me, I was beginning to get it. People don't spend their precious time on things, let alone people that don't hold a value. That was a very humbling, life-changing realization. I had some worth to someone. And enough for her to invest her time in my well-being, I am forever grateful. Then there is my family. My family loves me, but I always just chalked it up as an obligatory love. But then I realized not everybody even has that. So with each realization, it was like God was picking up those broken shards of my heart, healing it and gluing it back together. And I cannot stress enough that this was not easy to truly change my belief that I had regarded as truth for so long. To say it was challenging would be minimalizing it. It was so difficult and it took a lot of practice, but I had hit rock bottom. And I knew if I continued on into my future life with the mentality of the past, things were not going to improve. In order for my external circumstances to change, I had to change from within. My heart needed to change, my beliefs, my actions. I had to trust God. And little by little, I saw that I could. And if he would have rescued me right away, I know I wouldn't have had the deep necessary healing that I ultimately experienced. God broke off fear of man, meaning my fear of what other people thought of me, by showing me it only matters what he thinks of me. 
And while I was experiencing some unrelenting judgments because of my circumstances of life, I had to just sit in it. But it got to a point that I was able to hear it as their fears and their discomforts and not necessarily a reflection of my worth. Again, it was easy to say, but hard to do. And God made sure I had years to practice this because it took me four years before I finally landed a full-time job. But God used that to show me grace for myself and for others who couldn't understand what I was going through, which I would not want anyone to have to experience those lows. But at the same time, it was what caused me to draw so close to God. Having my former friends sifted out of my life and believing it was too much for my family to hear about day after day, I only had God to go to. I remember saying, God, I don't have a husband, but I have you. So I will consult with you as the head of my household to help me decide things. And I'll also need to go to you as a friend and the healer of my heart and my savior. And I'm so glad I did. He was the only one I had and that got me in the habit of going to him first. And he grew my faith with so many small faith builders. For example, for years of not knowing how I was going to make ends meet, the kids and I definitely weren't able to go anywhere or do anything that had any cost associated with it. And my kids knew we didn't have the means to do anything, so they seldom asked for anything. So one particular night, when they asked me if we could go out to dinner, my knee-jerk reaction was to almost yell, no! But knowing that they never really asked, it kind of caused me to pause, and I decided to pray about this. And you need to know, money was that tight. I remember having the exact amount to pay a bill that was coming due. So we had money to go out to eat or to pay the bill. But I was on this taking everything to God journey. And I asked, God, can I use this money to take my family out? And peace washed over me. I had complete peace. And so we went, trusting that God knew how the bill would get paid. Now in the past, I would have said no, or I would have been completely stressed out if I had made the decision to go. But the kids and I went out to eat and we had so much fun. We were cracking each other up and just enjoying our time together, goofing off. It was like, it was so much fun that we couldn't even eat all of our food and we had to bring it home. And it did our soul good just to get out. And it gave us, it was almost like that simple act gave us hope for the future. And then, sure enough, about two or three days later, I received a check in the mail and it was written as an overpayment of trash collection from a few years prior. And it was the amount of the bill that I needed to pay. God used so many of these types of situations to show me that I can trust him to provide, to heal, and to see his love for me. And then there were larger events, bizarre to say the least. One day I was at work and a coworker approached me needing to talk about something she had experienced over the weekend. With tears rolling down her face and downcast eyes, and her voice was shaking, she proceeded to tell me her story. But I froze because her story was word for word my story. One that I had made a pact never to speak of. One that I worked so hard to forget. I specifically remember making myself forget. Whenever it came to mind, I would force myself to think of something else. Anyway, she continued. I was in shock and barely able to breathe. And my mind was racing because it was all coming back to me. The details she was sharing of the night's events were the details of what had happened to me over 20 years ago. But here I was. It was such a surreal moment. 
And knowing that this was about her, I had to tell her everything I wished I had heard, but deprived myself of that opportunity out of fear of the punishment I would have received. I told her it wasn't her fault. You don't deserve it. Go to the police. How can I help you? What can I do for you? And she just wanted an ear and someone to process it with. And I knew I needed the same. And this time I was at a point in my life that I was blessed with loving, supportive friends. So I called and asked them if we could get together that night because I needed to process something with them. We met that night and I got the long overdue opportunity to process what had happened. Surrounded with the love and support of my friends. And sadly, they too had stories to share. And God used that moment at work to bring healing and truth to a deep wounding of three women that night. We cried, we understood, and together we experienced a very necessary healing. So the events the creator of the universe uses to heal us are so uniquely tailored to our specific needs and beliefs, and they are all in his perfect timing. And God is not the author of boring stories. So what you may be experiencing right now is your story. Partner with God, go to him, be real with him, and listen. Listen to what he is saying to you, about you. He speaks to us through the Bible, people, situations, and he is always working on our behalf. Quite often, there is just a lot of behind the scenes in which we just have to trust that he is still at work. Now, getting back to the candle holders that I mentioned in episode two, the flawed versus the flawless looking glass votives. And what I noticed about the clear, flawless votive was that it was more fragile and delicate, which is how my heart was before I was broken. When I had major anxiety of trying to hold my crumbling life together, I was so fake. Now, the votive of shattered glass, that had a bonding material holding the pieces together, causing it to be thicker and more resilient. And I noticed the way that the candlelight was displayed in so many unique patterns on the wall, and it was like it danced. It was so unique and beautiful and interesting. And it was a reminder of how God took such care to heal each broken part of my heart. And he bonded it back together. Now my heart is so much more resilient and so am I. I'm not who I was and I am so grateful for what he took me through to get me where I'm at. He took my depression and anxiety and he replaced it with such joy and peace. And I want you to know he has that for you too. Remember, you matter and you have worth, as is. Just because you may not be able to believe that, it doesn't mean it isn't true. God has such great plans for you. Take care and God bless.